Hi, this is Rick Anthony, and welcome to the Someone You Should Know podcast, the podcast that spotlights the stars of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So sit back, relax, have a cold one, and get ready to meet someone you should know. Well, today's episode of Someone You Should Know features an accomplished author who spent 20 years as a member of the New York City Police Department. He's got a brand new book called Confessions of a Catholic High School Graduate. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Will you please welcome my guest today, Vic Ferrari. Vic, welcome aboard. Hey, Rick, thank you so much for having me on your show. I appreciate it. First off, I have a soft spot in my heart for first responders. I want to thank you so much for your dedicated service to the NYPD and to the fine folks of New York. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate that. Vic, you're a detective in the Auto Crimes Division with a last name like Ferrari. I'm guessing that caused a humorous moment or two. Would you like to share a couple of those? Well, Ferrari's my pen name. Uh, Here's the thing. All right. Yeah, I'm Irish and I'm Irish and Italian. And I right. got into writing books. I wanted to make money, but I didn't necessarily want the fame and fortune that uh, the, the fame that went along with it. Mm-hmm. So I picked the pen name Vic Ferrari. If you remember the 1970s television show Taxi, of course. When Latka, the mild-mannered mechanic, would take a blow to the head he would become this suave debonair guy that wore too much cologne and one button two one button <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i went with the name vic ferrari okay so that's that's just a pen name i like it though i really think that's one of, that's a cool doggone name man <laughs> it is and it, and it goes along with being a detective in the nypd's autocon division i was gonna say that's it's perfect thing vic you've written five previous books uh in your 20-year police career beginning with i like this dickheads and debauchery this came on 2016 uh in 2018 you came out with NYPD, Through the Looking Glass, The Stories from the Inside. A year later, you came out with NYPD's Flying Circus, Cops, Crimes, and Chaos. And then a year later, during the uh, COVID pandemic, you came out with Grand Theft Auto, the NYPD's Auto Crime Division. And then number five in the series, the NYPD Law and Disorder in 2021. Can you share a couple of fun moments from any of these books? I just basically want to entice our listeners to uh, get one of these books or maybe all five of these books. Just uh, can you share any 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 book, uh, any story from any book? Sure, i give you a couple of quick ones. So in NYPD, uh, Through the Looking Glass, is about the colorful characters I worked with. There was a guy that was terrified of losing his gun. And in the NYPD, if you lose your firearm, you lose 30 vacation days. So he went out drinking and he hid his gun in his house, the one place he didn't think anyone would look, which was the stove. He comes back to his apartment four hours, nine beers later, hungry, decides he's going to make a snack, preheats the oven to 425. No. (laughs) Goes into the the living room, starts channel surfing, and, you know, there's gunpowder and bullets. The gun starts shooting at him from the kitchen. He's got to crawl out of his apartment on his hands and knees and call 911 on himself. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. Want to share one more? Yeah, sure. And, uh, um, the NYPD's Flying Circus, Cops, Crime, and Chaos. There's a story in there about a... He was an Irish cop, but the Spanish cops called him El Diablo because he was just such an out-of-control party that if you worked with him, you would convert to Christianity, get divorced, or go into rehab. And this guy was so out of control, he was in a bar on the Upper East Side of Manhattan by Central Park, and uh, one of those tandem cab operators came in to use the bathroom, you know, those guys that take you around Central Park in a horse and carriage. Mm-hmm. And he basically went outside with two floozies and stole the horse and carriage. And the horses figured out that there was, a, you know, an idiot behind the wheel. 
and took off through Central Park, and he wound up. It was like a a, a Ben Hur chase because two other handsome <laughs> cab operators had to cut him off. So I mean, all my books are loaded with short and funny stories of what happened during my NYPD career. Wow, that is that's wonderful. I'm finishing up a 40, 40 plus year radio career. I retired as of the first of the year, and uh, so I, I can totally sympathize with you, or definitely uh, get an idea of some of the craziness that has happened over that twenty uh, year career. That is something something special. Here's a question I, I, I've wanted to ask ever since I, I got this interview. You're a member of the you were a member of the NYPD for twenty years. Is there any current or past TV show that correctly portrays the NYPD? Yeah, um, the older Law and Orders. Um, Law and Order back in the old days used to get it right. So the show starts off as a crime, right? Mm-hmm. And the cops respond, and the detectives show up. They're asking questions. They're gathering in. They're gathering evidence. They're doing interviews. They go to the district attorney's office. We want to lock this guy up. The DA says, no, you need a little bit more evidence. They write a search warrant. They come back. They lock the guy up. Now the guy wants to flip. I mean, everything gets tied up in a bow in an hour. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, if you want to know how a criminal case works, within reason, Law and Order of the Old Days got it right. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Very good. So keep that in mind. Anyone who really and truly loves good police dramas and such, maybe go on and do a little channel surfing and uh, and binge watch some of the older episodes of Law and Order, and uh, and get a better perception of what's what's really going on in the NYPD. Now, when I have a musical guest on, Vic, I always do a little section called Tales from the Road, and this is basically the most infamous road stories. Since I have you on as a a, a former police officer, what's the strangest thing that ever happened to you while you were actually on? On duty oh my goodness there's so many i mean i've i've walked into homicides like that just just occurred um i i walked into i was looking for stolen vespa motor scooters in basements of south Bronx buildings and i walked into a cockfighting ring <laughs> i mean i, I yeah I, i'm looking for vespas and the super is dropping his keys he opens he opens up this, the partition to this this hidden room and there's a hundred roosters and chickens running around. And I'm like, holy, I, I just walked into a cockfight ring. So, I mean, the NYPD, it's like the price is right at the end. When you spin that wheel, you never really know what you're going to walk into. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing that. Now, I'd be remiss in my duties here if uh, we didn't address one thing, and that was the NYPD and 9-11. Uh, where were you when that happened? Were you at home? Were you actually on the job? Or where were you when the towers fell? in my office actually that morning i was supposed to have court in manhattan criminal court which is several blocks from the trade center what saved my life more than likely was my sergeant was running late we both had court that day and um he was farting around the office and the first plane hit and uh someone came upstairs and told us to put on the television we saw the second plane hit so a phone call came from downtown everybody get into uniform and stand by and my office which was in the bronx we were down there walking around by 1 30 in the afternoon wow. well that was really something else and uh and thank you so very much for for everything that you did and in the in the uh, the post efforts uh, i understand that you were a part of the bucket brigade and then you wound up working out in staten island going through vehicles yeah, um, well, the first day, we did, there was no rhyme or reason to anything the first day we were down there. We were just kind of walking around, just surveying the debris and, and just kind of assessing what was going on. Yeah, and then in later days, they had us on the Bucket Brigade, which we were like ants on a pile of sugar. So you had a, a, a line of, of cops and NYPD personnel and firefighters and construction workers, and everyone's passing a bucket down to the end. 
and then they're trying to sort through this stuff. And then later on, when they started bringing in the heavy equipment to getting large chunks of debris out, um, they sent us out to the, um, the Fresh Kills landfill, which is an abandoned dump out in Staten Island. And they had us like opening up the cars to make sure that no one had perished inside. Oh, that is something else. Uh, that kind of sticks with you too, doesn't it? It's something that I would have never have imagined. You know, when I when I became a cop, I thought the worst thing that was going to happen to me was you know seeing you know dead people or possibly you know getting involved in a shooting. Worst case scenario, never could I have imagined. You know, being involved in something that's, right. you know, unfortunately part of American history now. Right, right. All right, we're going to change subjects here. We've had five books talking about being a police officer. Your latest book is called Confessions of a Catholic High School Graduate, something that I am very familiar with because uh, I was raised a Catholic outside of Chicago, and I know the subject quite well. I guess this is one of those books where you just write what you know. Isn't that right, Vic? Yeah, absolutely. It's about me growing up in the Bronx, my name. Was Irish and Italian, and a little bit of the mafia sprinkled in. Um, public school kid up to eighth grade, and uh, one day my father tells me, "You're going to Catholic high school next year." I'm like, "Catholic high school? We don't even go to mass." Like I had made my sacraments and everything. So yeah. I'm like, what, what is this guy kidding me? And he goes, "You're a clown. You're going to be a bigger clown. So pick a school run by the men in black." And you know, it's a journey. It's it, it's a rite, rite of passage book. I mean, there's, there's stories in there from growing up and. and trying to sell raffle tickets for the school in the Catholic neighborhood was like trying yeah. to sell Bibles at the Vatican. And I walked into a mob bar trying to sell raffle tickets and mobsters were throwing money at me. My father almost crucified me for doing that. <laughs> That's a good one. Now, I didn't graduate Catholic high school. I actually graduated from public school, but I attended CCD or PSR. As it's oh, called yeah. Today. yeah. Uh-huh. So, until I got confirmed. I, I did attend St. Luke's School the first three years that uh, I was uh, I was actually going to uh, elementary school, and I actually have the scar from Sister John Miriam's ruler to prove it. <laughs> Any run-ins with nuns that uh, want to, that stand out in your book? Oh yeah, nuns, priests. Um, we used to play wiffle ball across the street from Preston High School, which is actually where J Lo went to high school oh, and, and was in there. While I, yeah, we're about the same age. I didn't know her, but we're about the same age, and we used to play wiffle ball in front of this all-girl Catholic high school to check out the girls while they were getting dismissed. And the wiffle balls would go over into Preston's yard, and we would go traipsing through their English garden. The nuns told us like a hundred times, we don't want you coming in here. Well, then they locked the fence. So we used to hop the fence and collect our wiffle balls. And one time, the nuns started chasing us in their outfits, you know, and a nun's outfit isn't meant for the 40-yard dash. So then they got creative and they went undercover. And the next thing you know, I'm in that yard trying to get my wiffle balls. And here come these nuns in pantsuits and Mary Janes checking us around the schoolyard. And I wasn't, listen, I had heard stories and I wasn't going to hang around to find out. So over the fence I went and that was it for me. Wow. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Now, back in the 70s, George Carlin had a hilarious bit about going to the confessional and uh, waiting for a visiting priest to hear confessions. Got anything similar to that? Yeah, I got chased out of a confessional. We were talking about CCD. Yeah. I was making CCD, and the last thing you were going to do before you made your confirmation was you had to confess. And I got to the church late. My father was pissed off, and they were closing up the church. And this old Irish priest, he was, he was upset. He wanted to go have dinner, and here me and my brother come at 7 o'clock, and the church is closing up. He opens the church back up. My brother, I'm in the confessional booth. My brother's outside. We're the only ones at the church. And, um, Every after every bless me, Father, for I had sinned, he just took my head off. And after about the third trivial sin, I said, Father, you don't want me in here. I don't want to be in here. Can we just call it a day? Well, he goes bananas and starts yelling and screaming. 
I'm trying to get out of the confession booth. My brother, who in my books I refer to as Fredo, Fredo's holding me inside the confession booth. I give the door a shot, knock my brother on his ass. The two of us come running out of the church as gangbusters. I don't want this priest to come outside and meet my father. I got to put some distance between him and I. I shut the lights off because when he reopened the church, I saw the electric box. I shut the lights off, you know, kind of put some distance between us (laughs) and we escaped. But, you know, kids got the memory of flies. Two days later, when I go to make my confessional, he pulled me out of the classroom and tuned me up in another classroom. (laughs) (laughs) Am I absolved from my sins, Father? (laughs) Oh, and then some. (laughs) Here's one for you. Our associate priest was hearing confessions. My dad was in there for a long time. He comes out chuckling. Apparently, the priest was kind of catnapping between confessions. And uh, my dad was gently tapping on the screen. Father, are you there? <laughs> yeah, your father got a pass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, uh, here's one of my fa- my favorite childhood memories. I was an altar server, and uh, one of my responsibilities was during the consecration of the body and blood, I had to ring the bells. Well, we were kneeling on these pads, these little velvet pads that were on these marble stairs in on the altar, and I managed to knock the bells off the marble stairs and it went ding 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 and the and, and father vote gave me the dirtiest look i've ever seen <laughs> anything like that did you ever have to serve a, a altar server did not but senior year they made the i went to an old boys catholic high school so senior year they were taking like 30 or 40 of us at a time and we had to do this retreat at a, a catholic retreat house and it was, you know, guest speakers, and basically they knew we were graduating, and they wanted to keep us in the church. So it was like a last ditch effort to really, you know, get their point across. And one of the guest speakers, I don't know why, was this this poor, haggard, middle aged woman from AA. And she goes up on stage, and she's going on about the dangers of alcohol. And I mean, you know, I appreciate it now. As a smart ass eighteen year old, I didn't. And we're sitting there, and she turns around and she says, as a result of drinking too much and alcohol and staying out late at night and picking up strange men at bars, she said they used to refer to her as Miss Rosie Rottencrotch. <laughs> so, so she's going on about strange men at bars, and she goes, any, any questions? So I raised my hand, and I said, Miss Rottencrotch, what made them strange? Well... The whole, you know, auditorium broke out into laughter and there were a couple of brothers descending on me. So I got out of my chair and I tried to escape and I got grabbed. I got dragged out of the pew. I was beaten severely. And then another brother took pity on me and pulled me aside and kind of stopped me from getting the beatdown that I deserved. (laughs) So whether you're Catholic or not, I highly recommend you check out this book. I just got a chance to preview it a a little bit over the uh, holiday weekend, and it is hilarious. I really highly recommend you get this. Now, these are available at uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, just about everywhere, right, Vic? um, For the most part, Amazon. So if you just go on Amazon to the book section and type in Vic Ferrari, my whole uh, all my books will come up in their paperback for ten bucks. Awesome! Yeah, you can't beat it. Really, it's it's a great entertainment. It, it, the thing is, this is always referred to as the bathroom readers—the stuff that you actually just sleep in the bathroom. Absolutely, so, someone's going to come out laughing their butt off. Uh, just just some of these stories. The police stories are hilarious. This this book about uh, going to a Catholic high school also hilarious. Uh, the main reason because I can sympathize. I can really truly, uh, you know, I, I've been through it. I'll never forget playing uh, tennis with Father Vote and him cheating. <laughs> I'm going. Wait a minute, Father. Was 
wasn't that in. That looked into me. <laughs> no, that was out. <laughs> it's so funny you should say that because, right, as a child, you, you look at them like they're not they're not people. They're, they're like these spiritual superior beings. And like you said, the more time you spend with them, the more you realize they're just people. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what other things should we know about you, Vic, and, uh, and these books that uh, we haven't mentioned already? After a 20-year career with the New York City Police Department, I got into writing. I've written these series of books. They're all loaded with short stories about interesting criminals, um, crime cases I worked on. My book, Grand Theft Auto, the NYPD's Auto Crime Division, is everything you wanted to know about the stolen car industry, who steals your car, a car thief's mindset, what happens at the chop shop, where your parts go. And there's also a chapter in there, How to Protect Yourself from Getting Your, your Vehicle Stolen. Oh, that's worth it right there. For 10 bucks? Hey, that's, <laughs> that, you know what you should, you should do? You should go ahead and say, I got this book, and you should be able to deduct money off of your insurance policy, because now you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I'm trying to help you sell some books, bud. <laughs> that, that was a good idea. You're doing a good job. How <laughs> about a website for you, Vic? You got a website we should know about? Uh, well, I have an Instagram and a Twitter account, at VicFerrari50, if your listeners want to get a hold of me and ask me a question or have an idea. Awesome. Very good. Vic, I, I really appreciate you starting off our new year with the, with a fun story like this. And uh, I thank you so much for being a guest on the Someone You Should Know podcast, Vic. This has been great. I hope you enjoyed it. I did, and Rick, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hi, this is Rick Anthony, thanking you again for listening to this episode of Someone You Should Know. Now, if you're an aspiring musician or an established musician that's looking for a little exposure, I invite you to drop us a line at someone you should know podcast at gmail.com. That's someone you should know podcast at gmail.com. Also, I invite you to tell a friend about the Someone You Should Know podcast. I thank you for tuning in this time, and I invite you to check us out next time on the Someone You Should Know podcast, because you never know who's going to show up. Until next time, remember, God loves you, and so do I.